following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? JB, we are back in the building another week, another episode. Hold, hold, hold on, I'm looking for my phone. I'm trying to get Mike Jones on. I'm trying to get Mike Jones on. Mm-hmm. No, I'm here in the building. Wait, what? What? Face to face, baby. Let's oh, do it. Oh snap! I didn't even. I, I didn't even look over there. I'm over here trying to get you on the phone. Ooh. What's good, man? Oh man, let's have some fun today. All right, let's go. How was your week? Week was good. Week was good. Always busy, but busy is better than bored. I hear you. I hear you, man. Uh, ran into a problem, dude. What happened? All right, I had, I had to do. I had to refocus because I last week we had talked about the chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I had like a chicken sandwich like every day last week. So what's the problem? The problem is I'm fat, dude. You know, I I, I gotta do I, I gotta do some different things, man. So this week it's like water and protein shakes like all week long. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I and, and and more walking, I, I'm walking more, try, you know, trying to you know get on my healthy grind, and so I'm I'm not as happy as I was last week. Like last week, I was I was up there, you know, the DoorDash people was my friend, Uber Eats guy was my friend. I not, I hear you, now, but I'll tell you this: in my yeah. experience, the key to losing weight is uh-huh. not eliminating calories. What is it? It's, incre- it's increasing exercise. You, okay. el- you, elim- you eliminate cal- calories, your metabolism also slows down to compensate. Okay. Oh, okay. So burn, what you're saying is... Burn more, don't eat, don't take in so maybe See, I know what I need to find? You got to have energy to work I, out. I got to find a chicken... Uh, I need to find a place that sells a good chicken sandwich that I can walk to. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what oh, you... Oh, exactly. See, that's that's my man. That, it, give me some dab for that one. This is why we work. Exactly. You know that, I mean? that's, that's, man, that's why I rock with you, man. You my man. You my man, 50 grand. Yeah. All right, so look, a lot of NFL news because we're it's, we're it's, less than two weeks away from football season. You, it's you ready funny. for that? I I I'm definitely ready. I am definitely ready for football. It's been a long summer. Mm-hmm. Watched a lot of baseball, even though my team sucks. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, let's, yeah. This. Uh, all right. Because we're professionals. Mm-hmm. Because we're professionals, and when you asked me to do this show with you, you asked me to be. Objective. So actually, I, I actually, to be clear, mm-hmm. I asked you to try to be objective. Okay, all right. You asked me to try to to be objective because I understand that's not always going to happen. Yeah, but so I know that at some point in time, you and I are going to have to have a baseball conversation. The you know, unfortunately, in, in a little over a month, it'll be uh, baseball playoff time. So and we'll have to talk. About we'll it. have to talk about it. But right now, I'm I'm. What what's baseball? That's that's where I am right now. What is baseball? You know, I'm sitting over here. I mean, let's 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 talk about what what has happened since real quick, because there's happier things to talk about in football. Well, just right now, happy. Every, I don't know if happy's the word I use for what's going on in football. Right, oh, okay. it's preseason, but but still, you're you're still at that 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 new phase. This is the new relationship phase. Everything everything is good. Well, for us, because we're Eagles. For fans. us, yeah, everything is good. I'm on. Yeah. D. Jack broke a finger, but He'll that be shouldn't right. be anything be right. serious. But as far as baseball, I watched my team sweep the Boston Red Sox in Boston, mm-hmm. and then get smoked now by the Miami Marlins. 
Now, I know people hear the name Boston Red Sox, mm-hmm. but let honestly, the Red Sox pitching this year is just as bad as the Phillies. You think so? You think just and as bad? Just Philly, as bad. Phillies pitching is bad. Oh, look at look at the numbers. It's Aaron Nola and four guys right now that starting rotation, and their bullpen straight trash. But, but after injuries and things that have happened to Boston staff this mm-hmm. year, they have the most expensive. Lo- Staff, but not the best. N- oh, look at the numbers. Their staff is the guys they currently have on the mound mm. are just as bad as what the Phillies are throwing oh, out there. There's man, a reason I, the Boston Red Sox are not looking at a playoff berth this oh, year. Look, it's man, it's still they're bad. Still, n- nonetheless, it's still a win over Boston is still a win over Boston. Might as, not mean what it see, that's the Might thing. not be as, your brother's Boston. Uh, as Phillies fans, Red we Sox. hear Boston, we hear yeah. Red Sox, yeah. and we get excited for the wins, mm-hmm. but. If you're really evaluating how much to look into that series sweep so as far as making the playoffs for this team. Oh, they're not going to make – well, you know, here's the Listen, problem. That, that was the thing. Yeah. A lot of a Philly fans saw that sweep, which we're all happy to sweep Boston any chance we get in yeah. Philly. Yeah. That part I get. But they saw the series sweep and said, oh, we're back. We're, we're going to make a run. Nah. I don't know about back, but But, still, that, but that was the reaction. Things are turning of, look, around. The, yeah. the tent, things are turning around. We're going to make a run. Around. Okay. Yeah. And – that's not really what you should take from beating Boston this year. Mm. Beating Boston this year is no different than what beating the Marlins should be this year for the mm. Phillies. Oh, man. See, I, and I use the word should just, be because they don't seem to be able to see, get that just, done. You but. just crapped all over what the, the only real good thing the Phillies and had going for them this month. See, now, now all right, fine. If, if you, Bryce Harper's been hot. Yeah. That's been a he's been very hot this yeah. month. Uh, well now look, at this point now I might as well just talk football. You <laughs> crapped all over my little baseball. Well that was what know. I wanted to do anyway. Wow, thanks, bro. You heard I me say the Phillies suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good looking out on that. All right. So moving on football. All right, man. Well, we talk about things are happy for us. With the exception of D breaking his finger, but that doesn't have to necessarily be a terrible thing. It's a, it's an unfortunate thing, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing. Time will tell. We have to see how much pain he can he can endure and how quickly he can bounce back. However, things are a little bit different down in Houston. We'll see. And before anybody thinks, now nah, hear these guys go talking about the Eagles again. No, we're not talking about the Eagles. No, 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 we're not. But. Because if you look at the Eagles roster, Mm -hmm. specifically at their skill positions, wide receiver and running back, they have a surprising amount of depth this year. Mm -hmm. And there are teams that are looking for help in certain positions, namely the Houston Texans. Yes. The Houston Texans have Jadavian Clowney, quote unquote on the roster they've put the franchise tender out there he hasn't signed it so technically he's not under contract and has no obligation to show up to anything Mm -hmm. but he's also not getting paid either i'm not sure how long anybody's going to want it in the nfl is going to go without getting those game checks and at some point i don't know how long the Houston Texans are what to go saying we get we have the franchise tender out there. We're occupying this cap space and getting nothing for it. Mm-hmm. So something's got to give on both ends. Specifically, there's a 
there's a lot of trade talks surrounding Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles happen to be one of those one of the teams that are coming up in those trade rumors for multiple reasons. One, as I previously previously stated, the Eagles have depth at running back at wide receiver mm-hmm. with Lamar Miller's injury at running back. Duke Johnson Jr. is poised to be the number one running back on the depth chart. But after that, it's a bunch of guys whose names you never heard of. They could use another running back on the roster. They likely could use another receiver on the roster as well to go with DeAndre Hopkins Jr. to help make Deshaun Watson's life a little easier. They also probably could use some offensive line help, another position where the Eagles have some depth this year. Mm -hmm. Guys like Halapulavati Vitae. Halapulavati Vitae. Good job. Now, you know my rule with Big V. I say his full name once in the show, and then he's <laughs> Big, Big v, v for the rest of the show. That was my one. There you go. Yeah, Big V, guy who, like we, you know, he's useful guy. He's not a bad player. He's a starter tackle in the um, Super Bowl run for the Eagles. Yep. But at this point, he's a depth guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depth guy, O-line, depth guys at receiver and wide receiver positions the Texans could use help. A, a depth guy who could be who could be more in the right situation. In the right situation, you absolutely. Know, He's played well as a starter for extended stretches with the Eagles. Showing he could be a starter and maybe given him the opportunity to now be the everyday starter. Exactly. You know, given the job, you know, it's like, okay, now your job is protecting Deshaun Watson because they have this young quarterback now. And it's like they got to protect him. He's getting beat up back there. Yes, he's getting part beat. of it. Maybe his style. He likes to move, mm-hmm. but but still, it's like now. I think making moves to protect your quarterback is becoming more. I think with the retirement of Andrew Luck, and we'll talk more about Luck later. <laughs> We're definitely going to get into that. But now, I think if you if you're an NFL quarterback watching a a young quarterback like a fairly young quarterback like Andrew Luck retire from being beat up for years if you're going to get if you're going to get rid of a a pretty solid defensive end mm-hmm. bringing back what could be your left tackle of the future makes that all right if you're Deshaun Watson you're probably sorry to see Jadavian Clowney go but if you're saying, "Hey, we got we got back a starting left tackle," I don't know how sorry you are to see him go. He's not playing. The, he's already decided he doesn't want to be there with you. Who do so, you put that? Now, do, who do you put that more on? Do you put this more on Clowney, or do you put this more on the team? I don't know because this isn't one of those situations that's played out like a B situation in with Roethlisberger yeah. and the Steelers, where everything's in the media mm-hmm. and you know, or you at least you think you know all the details of every. I don't know what it is specifically that's caused Cloudy to be disgruntled in Houston, not want to play there anymore. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I don't know if it's just a situation where it just wasn't a good fit or if there really is somebody to fault. Mm-hmm. All I know is we're at a point where he it's divorce out. time. Yeah, it's divorce time. And I, I guess that's, that's part of it. And it's something else that, that I find weird, maybe it's because it's where we are in this country. 
and I mean being in Philly, mm-hmm. and it's happening in Houston. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of talk from teammates as far as, hey, I hope we can work this out. Hey, you know, he's a good guy. We want him in, and we we want him here. Everyone seems to be tight lipped, just talking about the future. Like you, you know, know what, you know. That's one of those things where guys ch- tend to stay out of it when guys were talking about money. Mm-hmm. When when, you, when other guys are talking about money, that's kind of one of the unwritten rules. We stay no, out I, of that. No, no, I understand that, but I still like I. Because, I feel like there hasn't even been attempts to talk around it. Sometimes people talk around it. But you know, you don't want to jump too much into it because, just like you said, you're not talk. You don't want to talk about somebody else's money. But, but it's not some, one of those situations where he's. You know, still a fluid situation where he's meeting with the front office. Maybe we could get a deal worked out. All that's over. So you think pretty much. So he, at this point said, now, every everyone has now. It, they've accepted it's yeah, over. Yeah, it's over. He's not a part of their team. Why talk about it? That, that's kind of where I see this. Like, if it was Zeke who's just hold, or Melvin Gordon who are, they're holding out, mm-hmm. but they still want want they just want their contract. They want their money. They're not they saying I there. want out. Mm-hmm. I, they're not saying I want to leave. Just pay me what I deserve. Think what I think I deserve to be here. Clowney's like I want out. Trent Williams and Reds with the Redskins is I, I want, want out. out. Mm-hmm. Those are different situations. There's nothing to talk about there. Mm-hmm. So with Clowney, so how come you think? How how come you don't hear more about that? Trent Williams wants out. Jadavian Clowney wants out. Because like with those two stories, it's it's not sexy media. There's not there's no nothing juicy to talk about until the trade happens. There's not you know with with Zeke it's always fun speculation. It's Dallas, will he get paid? Won't he get paid? How much would you pay him? How much wouldn't you pay him? And and plus, those plus your owner flirt, you know, mm-hmm. at least publicly flirting with the idea of saying, "Hey, you know what? We don't really need you anyway." It, it, those are those are all but th- those are all the neg- negotiating tactics playing out in front of us. Mm-hmm. There's no negotiating going on in with Clowney. Clowney just wants out. He just wants out. There's, so it's, you don't hear anything much about the Trent Williams situation either, except every now and then he's not playing with Washington anymore. And every, mm-hmm. they'll just remind you, yeah, he's not playing with Washington. He mm-hmm. said he wants out. But so, there, so, so let me ask there's, you. There's nothing to talk about there. There's no meat mm-hmm. until you hear a trade reported. So since we're talking trade, mm-hmm. there has been one team that has reportedly at least made an offer. Dolphins? That's the, that's the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they're so all in on Jadavian Clowney when, one, he says he doesn't want to go there in the first place. Two, he's not guaranteed to sign there. This is just, I mean, this is just. Who's their quarterback this year? Um, some guy. Who's their starting running back this year? That guy's friend. Who's their number one receiver this year? Uh, the roommate of one of those two guys. You don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. And to that point, Kenyon Drake, Kenny Stills. Um, mm-hmm. Who is actually their quarterback? It'll come back to me in a second. I just had it. But my point was. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Your, your boy, you Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, Fitz Magic. But, yeah. Not, none of these names I just mentioned are box office. They're not superstar attractions. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen, Rosen and Jake Ruddick. Exactly. There, there you go. There. So my point is mm-hmm. that if 
if you're one, if you're looking to sell tickets this year. Yeah. Two, if you're looking to win games this year, both of it is going to have to be done on the back of your defense. Mm. If you're trying to shore up your defense, because you're not going to get a quarterback at this point in the year, you're not going to get a number one receiver at this point in the year. Mm. You're not going to get a I don't know. A, well. You, Stud running backs less likely. Yeah, you're like not likely to find one of those in the middle of the year either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, back of your it all falls on the back of your defense if you want to even make your fans think you're trying to compete this year. It's a one year rental, not a long term commitment. You'll sell some more tickets and then because mm-hmm. you got to meet the salary floor anyway. So it's not like you're really going to save a lot of money by not paying them. Mm-hmm. You're only paying them the salary part. The guaranteed money stays in Houston, like. So, it's it's not really that high risk a situation because you doubt the price is going to be extremely high. Given that, what you just said, everything you laid out about Miami, you're looking at the quarterback, you're looking at their running backs, you're looking at their wide receivers, you're looking at that offense as a whole. You're not expecting that. You're not expecting that offense to put up a lot of points. You know if you're coming into the – if you're a defensive free agent, we'll just say a free agent or someone looking at prospects for a team in 2019, you know the pressure is going to be on that defense. Why – you know, isn't it obvious why Jadavian Clowney wants no part of the Miami Dolphins? That's a fair question, but, yeah, it seems – fairly obvious but based on what we were just talking about i understand why seattle is a more attractive option their defense has been at minimum respectable for years they have a good scheme a quarterback who seems to work magic every year their skill positions on offense could probably use a little upgrade but they get the job done. You've got a chance to win in Seattle. The Eagles look like they're loaded for another Super Bowl run on paper this year. And he could actually be the final piece that almost, in most people's minds, I don't want to say puts them over the top because a lot of people think they're already in position to make a run. Mm-hmm. But really – completes that team by giving them that high-end edge rusher. Brandon Graham is good at getting pressures, and then you've got monsters in the middle of that line, Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, Timmy Jernigan. The three of them will cause headaches for an interior part of an offensive line. But then on that other edge, you got Derek Barnett, who's been good, showing some flashes. But banged but, up. But banged up. Mm-hmm. And... Not much else after that on a defense where you need your ends to be fresh and able to get to the quarterback because Jim Schwartz doesn't like to drift, drop. Mm. Excuse me. He does not like to blitz a lot. So it seems like it could be a good fit for both teams in Philadelphia where it's almost a – if you're looking for a win-win, mm. a trade to Philly probably seems like the best situation. Other than draft picks – I don't know what Seattle would have to offer, mm-hmm. whereas Philly may be able to add 
players that are attractive to Houston into the deal that could address immediate needs mm-hmm. and allowing them to compete this year, protecting their young quarterback a little better this year, and then still possibly throw an, a later round draft pick into the package to to kind of spice it up a little bit. So it's something I think could happen. Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen, I think it will happen sooner than later. I don't think teams are going to want to wait till halfway into the season to try to get something done on this Mm -hmm. from either side's perspective. So I would expect to hear something one way or another with Clowney being moved before week one. I think so, too. I mean, you got two more. Basically, you got two more weeks to get this done. Mm -hmm. Last. I mean, right now we're in a yeah, week and a half close to two weeks, but we're in the last, you know, as of right now, we're playing, a la- we're playing the last of the preseason games. About a week. Uh, yeah, this weekend wraps up the preseason, preseason, and then a week from Sunday, the regular season starts. Week from Thursday? Well, almost a week. Well, a week from, from Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, because you got Packers uh, Yeah, Packers Thursday and night games. Forgot oh. about that, right? They ne- You know, it's Thursday night football. Well, but the season opener is usually a fairly yeah, good game. Yeah, well, you got Packers and Bears. Because nobody's really on a short week. Mm-hmm. They usually schedule good games for that one. Yeah. So the season and opener, I won't, I won't throw that in the, in, lump, in in the, the lump with no. the rest of Thursday night football. And that's not even – usually that Thursday night – that first Thursday night game isn't even on the network that carries Thursday, Thursday night, night football. football. It's usually on NBC. Mm-hmm. Like NBC gets the first game of the season. Yeah. So, you know, you're – well, that and that's the that one two punch where it's like, are right, you really, 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 really excited for football? And then you realize it's Chris Collins work with on the call, and that's that's that punch in the gut. Collinsworth doesn't bother me that much. You know what? He doesn't. He I, really. There are times when he will, mm-hmm. and 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 I know that Super Bowl, he, he seemed that have a slant that rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah. I, I know that's part of what it is. Did it rub Collins you? Are right? you saying it didn't rub you the wrong way? We're just talking the Super Bowl, not even just uh, Collinsworth in general. Do you a, a little bit, but okay. we won, so I'm over. Okay. Had, you, had, had for some reason, you know, God forbid, we lost that game. Had the Eagles lost that game, everything about that game would have bothered Yeah, you know, I, I, I completely but understand. Because the Eagles won that game, everything about it's a happy memory. Okay, understood. understood. Including hearing Collinsworth saying, like, oh, I don't know if that one was a catch or that one might have been a fumble with all those little things and mm-hmm. then seeing it go the other way. It adds to the excitement because yeah. you're nervous, you're anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the other way? Is that is that Clement catching a, a touchdown? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Did the ball – Yes, touchdown. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it added to it actually. If you look back at it, because it, it it gave you those moments of angst. You're not sure what's about to happen. I, 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 I can still deal without Chris Collins. <laughs> I, I, I'm cool. I'm not gonna sit. I'm not going to go as far as say like, you know, how people think like Collinsworth and Joe Buck hate their team, no matter what team you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Like like these two guys hate all 32 teams yes. in the NFL. And no matter what your team is, you just think he has a slant for the other team. Mm-hmm. I'm not on. I'm not there. Like I don't think he has some anti-Philly bias. He's not. More, he's he's, he's no not Wilbon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. No, don't get me started on Wilbon. <laughs> that's that's a whole. Not, I, I could do a whole show on Mike Wilbon being a hypocrite. But <laughs> nonetheless, that's the whole thing about football. I'm I'm not excited to hear Chris Collins work. 
uh, he's just not my cup of tea. Okay, and, you know, that, and that's fair. You know, I'm not, there are people I don't necessarily want to hear that other people like. Mm-hmm. There are people I I like that not everybody we, else see, likes. We, see, no, 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 that's what we need to do. Like, we, we I like when Chris Webber calls a basketball game. Really, I do. Really, I do. Most people don't. Okay, yeah, you know that's, most, that's me. Most people, that's are, me. I'm most, most people, people I hear are hard on Chris Webber. That's me. I'm most people. Chris uh, Webber actually knows basketball. I don't, I don't think he. I don't. Chris Webber knows basketball very, very I well. I don't. I. It's not his his basketball knowledge that I don't care for. His is his delivery. Yeah, it's his delivery and his articulation. But see, you know, I, like, I but you know me, I'm a basketball it. nerd. Yeah. And when I listen to games and I hear certain guys calling mm. games and. You know, the color guy is babbling some bad opinion about yeah. why this yeah. guy playing isolation basketball is amazing to watch. Yeah. Like, that's going to make me mad. Mm-hmm. I'd rather hear Chris Webber talk about why Kyrie Irving playing that style of basketball isn't going to work tonight. I'd that, rather hear that. I, I think so. Even if his delivery is a little bland. Chris Webber comes off to me when he's doing basketball as that old uncle you had back in the day who still thinks he's cool and can talk with the young people? That's how he strikes me. But if you listen to that old uncle, yeah, I mean he's got game. It's not like he's he know, not. Like, he knows he, what he's but talking you know that about. That old but, uncle knows something. Yeah, that old <laughs> uncle knows some things. He's not like like mm-hmm. you he know might he, not be, he might not be cool no more. But, but he know, knows stuff. he's that old uncle comes to the family reunion wearing a jersey of a team that don't even exist. Mm-hmm. Got that Foreman Mills jersey or just say New York on it. You know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> just say New York. It ain't the Knicks. It ain't the Nets. It, ain't it just says New York. Number like 83. 83, yeah. You know, it just like, says. Who's 83? Who's 80, no, what that's, t- that's the year the company opened, where, Junior. What, what team is that? You know? <laughs> and he's got the whole set. Mm-hmm. He's at the failure. And, and he, you know what and I mean? The, the colors are blue and red instead blue, of blue and blue, orange. Blue and orange. Yeah, you know that. That's Chris Weber. That's that's Chris Weber being a color commentator. He's up there. And he's that. And yes, what he said is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But so so he has a way of saying it in a way that you just like. You know what? I know you're right. You have a point there. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear it from you, dude. I just I, I don't and and I get that I understand how people feel that way, mm-hmm. but for me I'd rather quality information than bad information that sounds entertaining. Oh no, well, I don't want well, you know I don't want some you know I don't want some guys you know who's very articulate but just telling me garbage. Okay, but like yeah, you know I all think right. they're running the pick and roll here, all right, let me and they're them. gonna and they're gonna run the one two. Get and you're like, all right, let me throw let me, let me throw some names out there. Okay, Reggie Miller. Mm, he, yeah. Kevin Harlan. Well, that's different because right? uh, Kevin Harlan's the play-by-play guy. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with color guys. Okay. Re- Reggie Miller. Nah. Um. Greg Anthony. I like him more as a studio guy. Okay. I like him as a studio guy than a, a game man, than a um, uh, color guy. Mark Jackson and Van Gundy. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. For. I think he's more like in the Chris Webber, like he fall he when he's giving out basketball information, he's good. But when he's just throwing out all the different cliches, you know, mama, there goes that man and all that, mm-hmm. that's when you lose me. And also he tends to fall into Jeff Van Gundy's grumpy old man 
routine too quickly. Because Jeff Van Gundy just looks – he's when Jeff Van Gundy calls a game, he just sounds like he's mad at life. <laughs> like life just did him wrong. And no matter what's going on, it doesn't matter. Every, whatever – if if NBA players are doing something that makes them smile, I can guarantee you Jeff Van Gundy is against it. Okay. It doesn't matter what it is. What, too much charity work. You know, maybe they pray too much. Uh, um, that guy likes kids. You know, um, not enough cursing. Too much cursing. You know, it, it it doesn't matter where it is. If an NBA player is doing something with their life that makes them happy, I promise you, somewhere in a game, Jeff Van Gundy will criticize. <laughs> okay, those are the basketball guys, football guys. Aikman. Okay. Aikman, I like Aikman. Okay, um, Witten, before you went back to football. No, I didn't like Witten. I Ro- thought Romo. Romo grew on me. Romo year one, no. Romo year two, okay. Okay. Um, I'm I'm now I'm I'm a lot more open to Romo now than I was when he first started because I I thought his whole predicting things early it, it was annoying that first season. But I think he 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 pulled it back a little bit, and in pulling it back, he makes it now. Now when he does it, it means a lot more. Like at one point, it seemed like his first season, he was doing all that predict, like okay, they're gonna go this way, this way, and this way, and he was doing it every play. And I thought that was annoying. But now you know this last season, I think he you know he he, he drew it back a little bit. And he worked on his craft. I think Troy. I think. Excuse me. I think Tony Romo has made positive steps. Can I say something? What's up? I liked it when Tony Romo used to predict what was going to happen on the field. I Every had, play. I enjoy. Yes. Uh, I, I enjoyed. I, I thought it was too much. I thought it was overdone. But I mean, it, it actually, for me, it would teach you certain things to look for. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, like you learn to recognize, okay, that safety is doing this. Mm. That's where the quarterback's looking. Mm. Cause he, because he wouldn't just tell you what's going to happen after the play. He'd tell you why he knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And because of that, it wasn't. It didn't seem just to me like, ha I'm smarter than you. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It was, okay, look what's about to happen. And then when you got them a couple seconds after the play, all right, now here's the replay. Look, this is why I saw this was going to happen. This safety shot drops down. This man's in motion. Expect that. It no, was an educational experience no, for me as a football fan. You know what I've fan. learned by watching Tony Tony Romo doing that? Is that Dallas wasted most of his career. Because this dude was smart. You know what? After the break, I'm going to say something that's going to bother you. Uh-oh. Just because you said that. Oh, boy. So we going to so we got so I have to wait for the break. Oh yeah, we got to take a quick break. All right, yes. And then All when right. we get back, you're gonna realize just how much you derailed this tonight show or oh, today's show. Oh Excuse boy! Me. All you, right, you did this. I, I did this. You did. This, this is my fault. It's your fault. Look, man. All I talked about today was chicken sandwiches and um commentators I don't like. And Tony Romo being a smart quarterback. And Tony Romo being a smart quarterback. He knows his stuff. Okay. You put him in a booth. Mm-hmm. You, you think 
okay, you know what? Let's take the break. We'll, let's take a break. We'll, 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 be a break. Right we'll come back, back. Right. after this. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. I've never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you're definitely from uptown, New York. You're definitely Manhattan, from New York if you Harlem. shout it out, Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, John, we're back. Before we, before the break, I promised you we were going to get back right into it because mm-hmm. you said I said Tony, I said Tony Romo in his commentary mm-hmm. in his two years in the booth. Mm-hmm. Tells me that the Dallas Cowboys wasted his career because he was a smart quarterback who knew his stuff, and they got nothing accomplished. He was physically talented. He was mobile, mm-hmm. threw, throw a decent ball. Mm-hmm. He got hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But he was very smart. And this is what I was going to say that I think may I don't know whether the word is upset you or scare you. Oh, boy. Is is the proper term to use. Okay. Not too long ago, I was having a conversation with someone, and the statement was made, Dak Prescott is Donovan McNabb, and Carson Wentz is Tony Romo. Hmm. I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to chew on that. How did you just describe Car- Tony Romo? As a smart quarterback. What's the first thing you hear when you hear Carson Wentz described? Smart quarterback. What's the next thing you hear when you hear Carson Wentz described? The greatest of all time. No. <laughs> Injury prone. Injury prone, okay. What did you hear about Tony Romo? Injury prone. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You're, 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 you're absolutely right. I am Mobile. Like to make some magic happen. Kept his eyes downfield, but that that escapability, uh, that 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 I'm urge to make the hero play, left you exposed to Bruh. injuries. Bruh, I'm not liking this at all. And I'm now let's go to the other end of that this analogy: Dak Prescott, Donovan McNabb, smart, knows what you're doing, but accuracy downfield is an issue. Mm-hmm. And you only look good when you have that real number one receiver, T.O. Amari Cooper. When you didn't have that, but you know how to read a defense and you can you can help a team win. But are you that best quarterback in the league type guy? Uh, probably not. What's wrong, John? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to Offense, <laughs> Defense, and Discourse. If you want to reach Mike Jones, especially if you're an Eagles fan, you want to just tell him he's full of crap, you can reach us on Twitter, O underscore D underscore Discourse. Just like as you hear at the top of each segment, the opinions that you hear are strictly ours, in this case, strictly Mike's, not mine. You really hurt me right now. I told you you weren't going to like it. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't like it. But the reason you don't like it is because you see the validity in it. I, I don't see anything. Uh, you realize we're in the same room together, and I can actually look at you right now, right? I'm about to hang up on you, Mike. <laughs> Should have called somebody else. Today would have been a good day to have Jeff Mosher co-host the show. Um, but seriously, all jokes aside. You're a very hurtful guy. But um, I'm going to have to chew on that one for a little bit. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to think about that. Now, right, look, I, I'm, I'm just. I, ladies and gentlemen, I, I told you the show had been officially derailed. John has no clue what to say right now. I do have something to say. Andrew Luck retired since the last time <laughs> we uh, since the last time we did a show. Andrew Luck calling it quits. Career is over. His career is over. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. Now, it's funny. We were doing our football preview show a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We were talking AFC. Specifically, we were talking AFC South at the time with Mike Patton of the Nashville Voice and the Mm SportsAwakening.com, who covers the Tennessee Titans and, of course, the AFC South being at the t- Titans and Colts in the same division. Yes. So we discussed Andrew Luck with him. And I remember at the time asking what he was hearing because I don't know. Well, I won't say I don't know. But the, the place where I heard it wasn't like the most reliable source. Mm-hmm. But yet still a source that and I said something to the extent, asking the question, what's going on with Luck's calf? I heard it compared to Kevin Durant's injury. Mm. At the time, his response was, I hadn't heard anything like that. No, I don't think it's that bad. And it's probably not a big deal. Fast forward two, three weeks later, Luck just retired. I don't know that shocked was the word for me, but I was definitely caught off guard. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, of course. I mean... Andrew Luck's not even 30 years old. No, not at all. Not even 30 years old. I think although we have seen players in their prime retire young, we've seen it before. Not often, but we've seen it a couple of times. I, It hasn't been a quarterback yet. It hasn't been a prominent quarterback. A quarterback who's at least – would you say – well, I'll say this. Would you say Andrew Luck was an elite quarterback? Would when pro- healthy, yes. Yeah, okay. When when Andrew Luck was healthy, he was one of the five best in the league right okay. now. Well, so by that standard, if, if top five is elite, yeah. Now, okay. if you need top 10%, that cuts your list down to like somewhere between three and four, 32 teams, so yeah. 3.2. But So you're really looking at your top three. Mm-hmm. 
true, truly, from my definition, I go top ten percent. But if we're calling top ten percent of ninety six jobs in the league, mm-hmm. including the backups, then yeah, you're top nine. So he's elite. Okay. Either way, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You just know, I retired. like numbers. No, I understand. <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in the league just retired. Yeah. Not even thirty years old. Yes, you see this. You understand the injury history, but still, that's still young man, not even thirty. Especially when you look at one of the best quarterbacks of our generation playing into his forties. Which one, Tom? Brady. I'm talking about Tom Brady. I, I know, but I'm just saying that he's not the first. Brett Favre played into his forties. Yeah. Drew Brees is pushing forty. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers is getting close to forty. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning's getting close to forty. These well, guys, Peyton, not, Peyton was close to forty. Peyton when was he, 38, 39 when he retired. Mm-hmm. The quarterback position with the new NFL pr- protections is getting longer, more and more longevity every year. Mm-hmm. These guys can play for, especially if you're a pocket passer who's not requiring his legs to be successful. And not taking not taking an overabundance of hits. Yeah, those yeah. are the two things. Mm-hmm. You don't need your legs to be successful and you know how to get the ball out your hands quick. Mm-hmm. Know when the play's over. Say what you want about Eli Manning. He doesn't take a lot of hits. No. He gets the ball out fast. And he knows when the play's over, get the ball out. If I can't take the sack, just cover up, take the sack, go down, lift and make another play. Mm-hmm. He's great at that. Mm-hmm. He understands that that is sometimes the best play mm-hmm. as opposed to what Bruce Arians is hoping to coach Jameis Winston out of this year. Let me make that hero play. Mm-hmm. Or Carson Wentz even sometimes – oh, I can drop, step, reverse, pivot, spin out of this, mm-hmm. get into the flat on the left side and throw the ball 60 down yards downfield. Oops, there's a D-end in my face. I just got crushed, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to even a Russell Wilson who protects himself well, I'm not sure how how well he'll be able to protect himself as he ages and that mobility is not what it used mm-hmm. to be. At some point in time, Russell Wilson is going to lose a step. And you go, and as at this point now, you're going into every season that, every Seattle Seahawks season mm-hmm. that has Russell Wilson as the starting quarterback, you're looking at it like, is this the season he loses a step? And you just hope, if you're a Seattle fan, that it's not a steep drop-off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if it's just maybe a step or two, you know, you might be able to deal with that. But but all that being said, Andrew Luck, who was at one point, obviously not the same now with this injury to his leg, but mm-hmm. a mobile quarterback, smart quarterback, mm-hmm. very good, very good, very, very, very good quarterback. But he got to a point where, in his own words, the game just wasn't fun to him anymore. And I'm sure that can easily be in the be the case when you're in the rehab room mm-hmm. as much as you're in the practice field or the quarterback room or mm-hmm. anything else like that. You, you're with the trainers more than your teammates. That's not fun anymore. You and I, although we never played professional sports, we have played organized sports. Mm-hmm. You've played at a level much higher than anything I've played in. You know, my, my playing days were over in high school. 
You played in you you played sports into college. Mm-hmm. Part of what draws you to organize sports is the camaraderie. Oh, absolutely. I you know when I was trying to sell my son on organized sports, one of the things I talked to him about was, here I am in my mid forties, and I'm still friends with guys I play Pop Warner with. Oh, absolutely. Some of you know, my best friends, like the friends I've known for years and years and years, the ones I still keep in touch mm-hmm. with, are one, all guys I played sports with. Exactly. James Lewis, who's been on this show, mm-hmm. he and I started Lance J Radio together. Mm-hmm. We started out playing high school sports together. Mm-hmm. In this day and age now, especially in the uh, in a social media age, Mm-hmm. Where all I can, you know, where, you know, people from your past, from all, you know, walks of your past, past are just, you know, a finger click away. You know, I can go on Facebook and find players, guys I played Pop Warner with, and all I got to say is, hey, do you remember when we did this? Uh-huh. You know, I'm back, you know, back when, you know, teams would uh, travel. We would travel for our championship game. And my first year, Pop Warner, we traveled to Poughkeepsie, New York. That's where our bowl game was, Poughkeepsie, New York. <laughs> and me and two other families were driving up together. We were all in a caravan driving up there, and we got lost. Now, we were supposed to stay with another t- with, the, uh, with families of the teams we were playing. But we got so lost, we got so late, we couldn't do, you know, we couldn't stay with them because – it was like the middle of the night by the time we got there. So we ended up having to stay at the hotel, which was awesome. But I can always, you know, those are the things. The memories. You know, those the, the, are the these memories. are things that make sports fun. You're with your teammates. But, but, to, tie, but to, uh, to tie it into but Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck. He's not getting that experience yeah, anymore. He's in, the, he's in the training room. He's in the training room. And it's not like. He, he's hanging out with Dr. So-and-so and that trainer mm-hmm. and. Seeing that nurse for some yeah. test or and, something, and this is and, and it's and it's like it's not like he's in one of those guys. He's one of those guys on the bubble where you know where they always talk about can't make the club in the tub. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck was never in a, uh, in a situation where he was his roster get cut. spot was never in doubt. Yeah, so that means he's on the team every year in mm-hmm. the training room while his guys are out there playing. And he's the highest paid guy on the team. Highest paid guy on the team. And it's like, you've never heard things about Andrew Luck calling him like a selfish guy mm-hmm. or a me guy. No, you know, everything you hear about him is the complete opposite. Yeah. So you know it has to bother him. He knows he's the highest paid guy on the team. He knows he's making the most money. And, and I'm doing not the producing. Least, and he's doing the I'm in the work. training room. I'm yes. not helping. That's got to kill him. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure a guy like that, He who always seems like a fiery competitor, I've yes. never got anything from him other than, yeah, I, I'm here to compete. I'm here to win. Yes. I, there's that fire mm-hmm. in him. Sitting there not being able to do your job, not being able to compete. Yeah. Watching your guys go to war without you, yeah. and then maybe even on some level thinking, me making all this money and not playing, I'm actually hurting the team. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's going to eat at a guy like that. I think yeah, I, I think so too. And it's like in football, more often than not, you see guys holding on too long. 
I think more than any other sport, you see guys holding on longer than maybe they should. Maybe people want them to. I don't know. More than any other sport. Baseball players, Mm -hmm. basketball players, these guys – I These think guys hang around for a while too. They do too, but I think it's it's harder because you can be like, like I think probably biggest case in basketball now is Vince Carter. He's the old, and he's he wasn't the first person I had came to mind when I was thinking about somebody but, who played too well. Well, I'm I'm just I'm saying at this point now, it, I think it's easier to fade off into the sunset, mm-hmm. whereas like he's not the star of a team anymore. Yeah. You know, he's a role player. You know, sometimes he's not, you know, he's 12th guy. He's just in a uniform. There's sometimes you might even have to remind yourself that Vince Carter is oh, still. Vince still ball? Man. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. One night you're up late, Sports Center comes on, yeah. and they sh- decide to show you Vince's highlights yeah. on the night. Like, oh, like, oh, oh. Vince went for 20? Vince still playing? Vince, yeah. But it's like what you don't see is that star guy being like that third quarterback. That guy, on the, you know, somebody like somebody like an Andrew Luck saying, hey, you know what? I'll just be the backup for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. It's like once you ain't the starter. I'm not good enough to if be I'm a not, starter, but I can still stay in the league, get a job, yeah, play yeah, for the league minimum. Yeah, you, somebody you will pay me to do that. Yes, you don't see that in football. It's like when, when once you out the starting lineup, mm-hmm. for the most part, you're out the league. For as, as a quarterback, yeah. You know, maybe you know, maybe at you might move down on the depth chart and some other position. I think, but I think the specialty positions, like yeah, you might see a star wide receiver not be the number one wide receiver anymore. Somebody might come up, but if he's not a starter anymore, he retired. He might not be number one, Mm -hmm. but if he's not a starter anymore, he probably retired. Mm -hmm. So it's not much different. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to talk D lineman. Linebacker, mm-hmm. maybe, but even even those positions, the real star players are at a point where by the time they get to the later years of their career, where they can't physically perform, mm-hmm. one they've made all the money they wanted to make, two their legacies and reputations are pretty set, mm-hmm. and three. They probably ha- will have a hard time seeing themselves not being able to physically do the stuff that, in their mind, they know they should be able to do. So those guys, I, I, those aren't. That's not the type that's going to hang around for that extra two, three years. Mm-hmm. The mid-level guy who's ring chasing, st- trying to stack up a couple extra checks before he calls it a day. Or, man, my agent just said I'm only like a season and a half from breaking away, breaking that record if I keep it up at half decent pace. Mm-hmm. I could do that. You're chasing something. But, yeah, the guys who feel secure in where they are, it's rare they're the guys. Like Michael Jordan played late, but he was still the star of the team at 38. Mm-hmm. He was still the best player on the court. Still started a team, and, and in his mind, although his tenure with the Wizards didn't end the way he would wanted wanted it to, in his mind, he was trying to help 
usher along a new legacy. Like, okay, I'm going to show you guys how to win, and then I'm going to step aside, and you're going to take it from there. Mm-hmm. Now, when he stepped aside, they said, hey, man, why don't you keep on walking out the door? But yeah, still. but a guy like Rip Hamilton absolutely knew how to win after that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I won't say it was a complete failure. No, no, no. I think it maybe, might have been a failure for the Wizards. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, necessarily I mean, for the league though. Failure for the Wizards. You know, Rip Hamilton learned from it. <laughs> Kwame Brown didn't. <laughs> now, if you can see Mike Jones's face right now, just uh, I just said Kwame Brown. But nonetheless, we're not talking about Kwame Brown. We're talking about Andrew Luck. So we're not even going to dwell on that. Speaking of Andrew Luck. <laughs> Do you think he deserved the booze he got? No. Do you think it's even understandable for the fans to react that way? No. I think I understand fans being disappointed, but not being disappointed to the point where you're angry with luck. To me, given the... So you blame the fans for that? For booing? Mm-hmm. For booing... They, they were wrong for that. You... Yeah. That's a strike against them. Yeah. Okay. To me, that's another fan base that can't say anything about Philly fans. Indian fans can't talk to me about booing Santa Claus or any silly, you know, stereotype Philly fans have. Okay. I understand you're upset so, that he that he retired like this, but come on. Let me ask you a question. What's up? Thursday night, August twenty eighth. I'm sorry, August twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. Eagles final preseason game. Somewhere in third quarter, McCown has just completed his 15th pass out of 21 attempts, driving down the field, trying to get to his second touchdown. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders just pulled off a nice little 12-yard run. Mm-hmm. Your phone vibrates, you look at it. Carson Wentz just retired. What do you think is going to happen in Lincoln Financial Field? I think what happens in front, what happens at the link. I don't think necessarily Carson Wentz gets booed. Oh, I and do. Let me, okay, let me explain. Let me explain to you why. I'm listening. I think. I've, because I've heard this analogy before. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do if Wentz did what Andrew Luck did? And see, that's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily so much about what Luck did. Mm, it's how he did it. It's how it happened. And I won't even say it's how he did it. It's just how it happened. He wanted to do a press conference Sunday morning, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Somebody leaked it, and everybody finds out on their phones while they're at the game. Mm-hmm. You got a big mob together like this, all finding out bad news at the same time and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to process it. That I think was the prop, the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't help that it's right before the start of the season, rather than it's going sweet. at the beginning of the off season. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the calf injury was a more recent thing. Have the idea of going back to deal with more major rehab. That's a new thing. But that was really what it was for me, was that mm. you've got 
60, 70,000 people sitting in a bowl all, all together. And when they find out this bad news, someone should have known not to leak that information while the game is going on. That's who I blame for the booing. Whoever decided to leak that information. First person I first person I heard it from was Schefter. Do you, so I mean I'm not, I, I don't know. Somebody had to tell Schefter. That so you blame the person who told Schefter. Yeah, Schefter's a reporter. He's going to do his job. He gets mm-hmm. that information. Yeah, it might have been okay. Nice to think. Okay, I'll sit on this one until after the game. But Schefter's not in the business to let you to do that. Everybody's got an outlet, twenty-four hour news cycle. Yeah. If somebody beats him to the story, he just got out Schefter'd, so he can't let that happen. Yeah. He's got to really break the story. He's Adam Schefter. That's his job. Break mm-hmm. the story. Break the news. I so like I said, it goes back to the person inside. And, and let me be clear: the person inside the Colts informa- organization who decide to let this information outside of the Colts organization. That's the person I question. What reason was there to do this? What was there to gain? There was nothing positive that could come from you releasing this information so you prior the, to the end of the game. So the Colts failed Andrew Luck? Yes. Yes. They they failed Andrew Luck. They failed them, their fans. They failed themselves in this one. No one wins with releasing that information during, during the, the game. game. Okay. There's, I just don't see how, why, any way that could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, to the question that you asked me, how would I feel if Carson Wentz had retired like that? I think if it's just laid out the way you put it out there, like right now, the way this preseason has gone, the way this training ha- camp has gone. Granted, we have not seen Carson Wentz play any game action. And they hadn't seen Luck play any game action either. That's yeah. why I laid it out kind of mm-hmm. like that and but, use, but I, use I that think, analogy. But there have been there had been talk, you know, you know, we talked with uh we talked with Mike Patton a couple weeks ago when we mm-hmm. first heard about the calf injury. We know that we know that Andrew Luck was coming off injury. And although Yes, Andrew, uh, Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz both have their share of injury, injury history. Wentz Even, is coming back from injury, too. He no, hasn't no, played this year. He hasn't played this year either. He missed but what I'm saying, last year. No, I understand. But Wentz, it, as much as Wentz has a history with injury, I don't believe Wentz's injury history is Andrew Luck's history. Oh, it's not even close to Andrew Luck's history. So what I'm history. saying is that's if if there was going to be fan backlash – Mm-hmm. I think fans would be more caught off guard than indie fans were. I think yes, indie fans were caught off guard. Yes, they the, the Colts handled it wrong. But I think in the back of your mind, you had to know with all of the injuries. Now, if Carson Wentz, he's gone through a lot. Andrew Luck has yes. lacerated kidneys. Yes. And what, I'm saying, this, so what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is what, what I'm saying is with, with Colts fans and Andrew Luck. The difference between the difference in the scenarios is, yeah, you're caught off guard. Yeah, that's uh, it's shocking because your starting quarterback just retired right before, you know, either before a preseason game or somehow during a preseason game. I mean, there's there's camera angles of Luck telling Jacoby Brissett that he retired. Mm-hmm. You'll see Brissett getting the news. So it was fresh. That, so, that, and that's what I mean. Someone had to leak that to Schefter. It's it's not information that's out and about of in there out there yet. He's still telling his teammates what's going on. Yeah. You know, his friends and family haven't had a chance to process it yet. And 
the whole nation finds out. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that there's going to be some shock value, but I think, honestly, there's still, I think if you're a Colts fan, there's still a part of you that knew that had to be on the table when you see all of the injuries that he's deal dealing that he has dealt with in the past and the fact that he's now dealing with another injury. So it's like, yeah, you're shocked, but how shocked are you? Oh, they're Where very I, shocked yeah. because the Colts organization the whole time is downplaying it. As, oh, yeah, it's not that big an injury. No, nah, we're expecting him to play this year. Yeah, he's working hard to get back, and he'll be our quarterback this year. And then, and that was the thing, like, why I compared it to Carson Wentz, because we're sitting here, This we haven't seen Wentz, he hasn't been injured, but all our expectations from everything we're hearing, everything that's coming out, yeah, he's on pace to play, he'll be back. And for Colts fans, everything they were hearing was, yeah, he'll be back. To me, the difference is Carson Wentz now going into his, what, fourth season? Mm-hmm. And Andrew Luck going into what his seventh? He's only three years older than Wentz, though. Still, that's still three fo- three Th- three football years. Three football years. That's twenty one. But years truth older. be told, it's really more like one and a half football years because because he's well he, he because, hasn't played all three of those, those three extra years. years. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing because he was hurt. So, but you're not taking extra injuries. It's, so, yeah, but you're still dealing with the ones that you have. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I feel like if Carson Wentz, you know. The, with the scenario that you laid out, if Carson Wentz just up and retired tomorrow night, mm-hmm. that would shock. You know, that, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I, me personally, would be shocked enough to right. boo, but I but, would be shocked. But imagine sixty thousand fans sitting in the link, drinking their beers, and then they get that news while they're all sitting there together drinking their beers. Might be ugly. That's my point. But it's a preseason game, so it'll only be like twenty thousand people. But no, I, <laughs> but but you see, but you see my point. It's the timing of the announcement mm-hmm. was the worst thing that could have happened. Nonetheless, they booed. They do. They booed their guy. I don't want to hear nothing from Colts fans. <laughs> he wasn't you their guy his, anymore. Hmm? Well, he's not their guy anymore now. <laughs> but the, when they booed him, he wasn't their guy anymore. He retired. That was the news they just got. I'm not going to be your guy anymore. Hey, man. I think, honestly, Colts fans for me, you had you had to know this was on the table. There's no way you didn't know this was on the table, that this could be a possibility when you're sitting there looking. I mean, there had been, I had seen tweets and reports. I don't know, you know, and you can put whatever stock you want into them. That it said he was mulling retirement. All he did was pull the trigger. To me, but I, I get the Saints when, fans are, so, are, when, are shocked. When did you see know. a report that he was mulling retirement? In the days leading up to it. He retired on what, a Thursday? No, Saturday. 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 Mm-hmm. So I saw, I mean, I, I saw it that week. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. And you know, I'm a junkie. I don't no, remember I seeing it. No, I, I remember seeing it. And if you saying you didn't see any report that he nothing that I, nothing that seemed like it was a serious contemplation. It was just one of those I mean, things. I like I mean, I think at that point, how serious would you put it? Because you know, Andrew Luck is 20, 20 something years old. But even the article, he was twenty nine. But yeah, 29. even the article itself didn't present it as though it was like this is something you need to pay attention for. Like this could really happen. It was just mm-hmm. 
yeah, you know, rehab's hard. This is something guys think about. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nick Foles ta- thought about retire. Yeah. yeah, I think you know, like honestly, remember that article, yeah. Nick Foles. That honestly, if if Carson Wentz, and 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 and, and I'm looking at the clock because I know we're up against the break. If we're now in year seven of Carson Wentz, and he and he continues with this injury history. You know, we're still at this point where we're we're still talking multiple unfinished seasons, multiple different injuries. Not just, I mean, yes, he had the knee. He blew out the knee, and we and a lot of people believe he injured the back trying to overcompensate for the knee. But if we're now talking the knee, the back, and now we're, you know maybe you throw in an elbow or you know a whole bunch of different injuries. What was it that he broke his rookie year? Was that a rib? Rib or rib? Uh, not what a wrist. It, it rib. Wrist what, was college. Yeah, he wrist. broke the wrist in college. Yeah. His senior year of college was the mm-hmm. broken wrist. Rookie year preseason, I believe it was a rib. Cracked some ribs or something. Take, took a shot in the yeah. preseason, cracked some ribs. Then the second year was the knee. Then, the, then the, the last back. year was the So the last four years, okay. there's been injuries. So we, if we're talking now year seven, and all that in this laundry, and you're—I mean—you're already putting it out there that there's a list. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty decent list. If we're talking year seven, and this list has just done nothing but grow, and Carson Wentz is—you know—and he's once again facing an injury, and he hauls off and retires. I, yeah, that would be shocking. I'm—I don't know if—I don't know if there'd be booing or not. Wouldn't surprise me, but honestly, if there is booing, you know how this media works. You know how the world works. You know how the sports world works. They boo Carson once when he retires, no matter his leg could have fallen off. You know, it doesn't matter. Or he could be perfectly fine or just be like, hey, you know what, man, I'm, I'm good. And see, that's they boo the, Carson Wentz, but that's they're going to the kill thing. Philly. I think Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck. In March, the season's over. All season about to start. They announce their retirement. They show up to the stadium in the preseason. The next fall, they get a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. You find out while you're in the get in the stadium at a game for a season. You think this guy is prepping to carry your team on a playoff run while you're sitting there with eighty with okay, forty thousand <laughs> other people who are drinking beers with you. Mm-hmm. You get a very different reaction. You get you just gave me emotional news in a situation that's probably not good to get emotional news. It's a mob situation. You don't want to give emotional news to a mob to a mob. I don't. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Hear what you're saying. I'm not really. I am not really itching to give Colts fans a pass on this. I understand that they're shocked. Not quite sure I'm ready to give those dudes a pass. But you tell us what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. O underscore D underscore discourse. Let us know what you think. Word of, I mean, given the shock value of the moment, do you give Colts fans a pass for booing Andrew Luck the day he announced his retirement? Just let us know. We'll become, when we come back, we're going to talk some football, but football with a twist because you had something that you wanted to put out there. You had a question. We're going to talk shock value. That's what we're going to talk about. You're you talk just, you just talked about shock value. I'm going to talk about shock value. Oh, now, that's what I'm going to talk oh, about. Oh, goodness. Well, Mike Jones wants to talk shock value. Sometimes it, it scares you. It can, it can scare you. All right? 
I'm, I'm a little bit worried. He already tried to compare Dak Prescott to McNabb and try to tell me that Carson Wentz is uh, Tony Romo. So I don't know where else he can go with this, but we'll see. We'll take a real quick break, and we'll come back on offense, defense, and discourse. You feel on this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Paid off like the assassin, now I'm blasting, I'm taking over. Stick you for your blue range rover. I told you, Rampage, your real life soldier. Been in the game since the age of 13. James Lewis. Dwelling south of the Hudson, New Jerusalem in seclusion. Uh, Using fake suit and yeah. I'm true. Bad, my travels like a schizo with two tabs with do-rags hanging from my pocket. Huh. What, boy? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, y'all. So we're back for the break. We were talking shock value. Okay. I'm gonna keep talking shock value because there, there there's a story in sports news over the last week or so that I think. And I, I, I know there are groups out there that will want my head for saying this, but I think, honestly, the only value there is to this story is essentially shock value. It's cute. It's entertaining. It's, it's a nice little video. But seriously, there's no, in my mind at least, there's no real merit to the idea of... Carly Lloyd being being a member of the NFL, a member of an NFL roster as a kicker. In my mind, that makes no sense at all. We we see this video where she's kicking, what, 55, 65-yard field goals and making them. Mm -hmm. And ESPN runs the highlight. Other outlets run the highlights. Fox News, Fox News shows it. You see it. NBC Sports. Look, she's kicking field goals, and then you know where this is going to go. Now you're hearing people are offering her contracts, and someone offered her an opportunity to play in the NFL, and all that. And yeah, it's a fun story. But mm-hmm. let's be honest about this. In high school football, for boys, mm-hmm. you have to weigh 150 pounds to make the team in most places. There's a reason you have to be able to make weight. Because someone on that team is going to be 230 pounds, and at some point there'll be a collision where if you're not big enough, they will break you. I'm not exaggerating. I literally mean they will break you. Carly Lloyd is what, one hundred twenty pounds maybe. What do you think she's gonna have? What's gonna 
going to happen, let's say, you ever see the situation somebody tries to block a kick, has a bad angle, hits the kicker coming that fast, lands on the kicker? Mm. Or, or let's say it's the end of a game, you just kicked a 55-yard field goal to try to win it. If you miss, you go into overtime, right? Mm. Oh, no, that ball's short. That's a live ball. Clock's out. I might as well try to return it. Mm-hmm. Kicker might have to make a game-saving play. Yeah. What do you think I'm going to do if I'm a 220-pound running back and I see a 130-pound, f- three woman standing there? You think coach is going to say, get out the way? I don't care if I lose? You think coach is going to be like, yeah, don't, spare yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay if we lose this playoff game because you can't make a tackle. You think a coach is going to say that? Think Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor mm-hmm. blowing up a kicker. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Now, I I like Carly Lloyd. I do too. I, you know, I, I think she's a she's a very she's, skilled athlete. She's a I'm not tremendous not, athlete. I'm not knocking that. But we're talking but, but, about the NFL but, yeah, because I think honestly, you look at her you you look at her size size alone. You know, if we're thinking, maybe if we're talking, well, let me let me ask you this: mm-hmm. If Carly Lloyd was bigger, what do you mean bigger? B- bigger. I mean, uh, one fifty, one seventy-five. No, no, you still no. May bigger, stronger. I'd be more willing to think about you it. Know, I'm not talking about. But, I'm not talking like fatter. I'm not talking about. But, uh, hey, uh, maybe uh, Carly Lloyd goes and eats a couple cheese. No, nah, that's what I mean. Right. Like. Taller, big, more muscle. Like, yeah, maybe. But if we're looking for that skill set, why not just go look into men's soccer? Where you might actually find somebody who's six foot two, 210 pounds, mm-hmm. who could probably take the, the physical part of the game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, l- let's be honest about this. Soccer's a sport where you have to run a lot. Okay. Yep. You have to run a lot. Yes. You're not going to find. 190 pound female soccer players. Mm. It's just not how it's going to work. No, I understand. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically. Like, but but that, that's the fault with that hypothetical. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a cardio sport. You're not going to find the big bodied people. Mm-hmm. So you need someone who has a naturally larger frame, which generally lends itself to the men who play that sport rather mm-hmm. than the women. They're saying, they're so listen- if you're looking for that skill listening- set, you see what I'm saying? Okay, they're listening. Car- they're listing. Carly Lloyd has 141 pounds. Okay. That's still so, 10 pounds below high school weight. Mm-hmm. High school football weight. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the NFL. Okay. No, no I understand. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, you know. I mean, th- seriously, th- think about that for a second. Mo- Do you remember yourself in high school? Yeah. <laughs> now think about. That was a lot lighter than like, Think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. You remember how strong you were in high school or have an idea of some sort of memory, what you were physically care? Yeah. Now, compare what you were like in high school to what you were like at 25. Mm-hmm. Completely different ball game. Yeah. You at 25 would manhandle you in high school. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if you had spent those seven, eight years actually doing, getting NFL weight room. You do nothing but condition and work out and hit mm-hmm. people for a living. All right, real quick. Carly Lloyd was listed at 141 pounds. Mm-hmm. Cody Parkey mm-hmm. from the Bears, 190. Mm-hmm. 
So you're saying it's an extra 50 pounds. Yeah, no, I'm saying so, hypothetically, Carly Lloyd puts on 50 pounds, mm-hmm. mostly muscle, you know, not just cheesesteaks, puts on 50 pounds. Would you be willing to give her a try? If Carly Lloyd weighed 190 pounds, would you give her a try? If she weighed 190 pounds? Instead I'd, of 140. I'd be much more willing to consider it. Okay. Much more willing to consider it. Like at, at 190 pounds, it was like, honestly, I'd still, I'm still thinking about it. Like these you are, still have, a, you still have reservations. I have reservations, but you'd be more open. To I'd it. be more open. Okay. To it, yeah. Okay. All right. no, but, but we're talking about a 140 pound woman out here going out to play NFL football. Yeah. No. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that. If you can't make high school weight the football, how am I going to talk about putting you in the NFL? Understood. That whole conversation has no more value to me as. Is it's shock value? Mm. That's a that's bait click, mm. uh, clickbait. No, I, I said bait click, <laughs> clickbait. I was gonna let you work through that. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna call you out over that. <laughs> my, my brain works faster than my mouth sometimes. I understand. Well, look, there's uh, so you're so what you're saying is this is a non-story. This whole non- Carly Lloyd. It's a non-story to me. All right, speaking of non-stories, what you got for me? FIBA basketball. <laughs> it, it non-story is. That's a good cho- choice of words because honestly, I have to ask. There's so little, or at least seems to be so little buzz around this mm-hmm. team this year. Are they a story? No. Do we care? No, no, we don't. And that's kind of. I mean, I plan to watch. I I will watch because the tournament starts soon. I and am, I plan to watch. It's, I I am like you. I like to watch basketball. When it's on TV, you give me basketball, I will watch. I'm some. I enjoy Olympic basketball when it's on. It's like that's a treat for me. It's like wow. I don't. You know, June is over. I don't have to wait until October to get more basketball. So I'm usually, you know, I'm usually in on this. However, I I. Admit I'm with you. There just hasn't been a lot of juice to this whole to this FIBA team, and I think honestly, for me, I think it's because this next round of Olympic basketball, international NBA players in Olympic, I think it has run its course, and I think we're now. This is now the second time that this has happened when. They let NBA players into international basketball. First, it was the Dream Team. Then, uh, ninety six. Uh, no, it was uh, at that point it was still uh, it was the World Championship of Basketball. Mm-hmm. So that was Dream Team Two in ninety two. Then in ninety six, they that was probably 92 the last. Ninety two was the original Dream. Yeah, ninety two. I'm sorry, ninety four was the World Championship team, and they called that Dream Team Two, mm-hmm. and they tried to call the ninety six team Dream Team Three, but at that point, you you knew you knew yeah. they were good, but it wasn't. It wasn't the Dream. Team. It wasn't the Dream Team. There, there's been one Dream Team. Yeah, but not. But nonetheless, you know, they killed it in ninety. You know, they killed it in ninety two, killed it in ninety four. Teams got better, but they still killed it in ninety six. Mm-hmm. 2000 got even better, you know, 98, 2000. And then by, you saw the world starting to catch up and you started to see some of the top tier teams, excuse me, top tier players lose interest. 
And then you have 2004 where they they don't even uh they don't even win a gold medal. And that's when you went with the redeem team. Mm-hmm. That's when every you know we lost and then all of a sudden Kobe regains interest. You know, now you have LeBron, you know, LeBron and uh Carmelo were on that uh they were Let's on see. that 014 but they were young guys. And uh, I was about to call him Brett Brown. Larry, Larry Brown wasn't really into playing the young guys. They were still, you know. But see, in that team, the 4 team, mm-hmm. as compared to this year's team, I see similarities in how those teams are constructed. Specifically, you have players who are whose skill sets are better suited to attacking off the dribble and by attacking, I mean going to the rim and shooting the jump shot as opposed to attacking off the catch. International basketball favors guys who attack off the catch. Catch and shoot, catch and finish. We're not looking to do a whole lot off the dribble. There's going to be ball movement. There's body movement away from the ball, a lot of screening. Because the, the physicality of the game, they let guards on defense get up and bump you and body you and be, International ball is actually more physical than NBA basketball these days. In 92, that was not the case. NBA guys would just go out there and the world was not ready for that level of physicality. This, these days, a lot of NBA players aren't ready for the physicality of international ball. And the style of play that international ball requires is – a bit of, I don't want to say a culture shock, but a style shock, if you will, to some of these younger guys. And I honestly won't be surprised if this Team USA Team, USA team struggles this year. If they lose, they don't win the gold medal in this tournament, it won't be a shock to me. I, and it's not because I don't think they're talented enough, as much as I just don't know if this team fits well together. Well, this is the team. All right. Got Jalen Brown, Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart, Harrison Barnes, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Joe Harris, Miles Turner, Kemba Walker, and Derek White. Of all those names you just mentioned, mm-hmm. name one that you'd call a pure shooter. Not one. Maybe. Maybe Joe Harris. And this is the same issue that 4 team had. Mm-hmm. Like those guys catch and shoot, space the floor, yeah. do that, play that style of ball. Those guys went in international ball. So, which was crazy about mm-hmm. the 92 team, as talented as they were, all the individual skills. They had shooters. If you watched them their first game, they actually overpassed. Mm-hmm. They weren't over dribbling, they were over passing. Yeah. They had to trying almost to, trying to not be selfish, trying yeah. to not be, you know, they they they. I didn't. I don't want to be the guy who's not playing team ball. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy who's not playing within the system. Mm-hmm. They, but there was such high basketball IQ on that team, mm-hmm. such skill level on that team. They figured it out. It was only going to take a game. These are these are alphas. These are killers. They're not going to be passive for long. Yeah. 
they just want to make sure we're all, we're, we're, not all, we're, yeah. we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stepping on anybody's toes. We know we're all out here playing team ball. Mm-hmm. Once they got that, okay, let's go kick some butt. Mm-hmm. But that team was well built to attack properly. The 08 team and the 12 team with LeBron, Durant, Kobe when he was still playing those teams Mm -hmm. similarly constructed to the 92 teams where you have the versatility yeah we have guys with the one-on-one skills that Mm -hmm. situationally can break you down but they also have the skill and IQ to play good team basketball Mm -hmm. and when you know how to combine both like we know and we will play good basketball and then those situations where you've played good defense or we catch you in a bad matchup, watch out, you're about to get exposed because you can't do anything with us, with us one-on-one in those matchups. Mm-hmm. It's a balance. You can't just go out there looking like, yeah, I'm going to show you my crossover. No, that's not going to work. you got to go, you know, I'm looking to play between ball. Oh, you bit that way. Now I'm going to hit you with the crossover. I'm going to cross you, but I'm, I'm not looking to cross you. You see what I mean? <laughs> It's just going to happen in the flow of the game. Gi- I'm going to take what you give me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, ideally, perfect world mm-hmm. type of player you would add to this team. You said this team has no pure has no pure shooter. Who would you add? Ideally, you take well, away all. If I'm stripping this roster. I'm starting with a pass first point guard. Okay. Not necessarily a scoring point guard. Okay. So, who are you adding? All players available. All players available. Chris Paul's a little older. Mm-hmm. My starting point guard's probably Steph. And let's be clear. People all I say Steph, like, oh, Steph's a shoot-first guy. No, he's not. Steph is not a shoot-first player. <laughs> Watch the game. Steph comes down court. The first thing he does is look to pass and start the offense. Mm-hmm. Once the offense is started, he's moving off the ball, and he's a player in the offense like anyone else. Now you'll see him shoot. Mm-hmm. But Steph almost very, very rarely comes down looking to ISO without running the offense first. That's what I – you can be a scoring point guard. You've never heard me say you can't be a scoring point guard. I said shoot first point point guard. See, here's the problem, man. You telling this to me. You should have been telling it to the dude that tried to call you out on Twitter that one time. He he wasn't smart enough to understand. Oh, but maybe he wasn't. But know what he wanted? He wanted that smoke. He wanted the smoke, and you didn't give it to him. And I was sitting there chopping. I was like, yo, Mike Jones is going to give him the smoke. Here he comes. You wanted me to go in. I wanted you to go in. I'm sitting there on Twitter look like, yo, you nice. Do it. Go in. Go in. I was red man and method man. Get him. (laughs) Get him. I'm I'm not even. It's like maybe my mistake on social media. Is I jump into too many other people's <laughs> arguments. That might be. Can't the, help yourself. I can't help myself because me, I want the smoke. Mm. I love the smoke. I crave the smoke. And I want all of it. Sometimes I got to fall back. And it's like, look, he came at you. And this is the thing. It's like, look, he came at you. And it's like, I, I, I tell you this, I tell all. <laughs> And I engaged the conversation as long as there was opportunity of the to learn. Yeah, uh, as soon as I realized there was no opportunity for learning, I was out. I respect that about you. I respect your desire to teach and your desire to educate. I, too, have a desire 
My desire is to give the smoke to whoever wants it. That's my desire. And that dude tried to call you out on Steph Curry and the difference between being a shoot first point guard and a scoring point guard. And he was calling you and he tried to be belligerent with it and ignorant. We tried to come at you. But, but see, this is the thing. He asked me a question which let me know there was nothing that would make this conversation worth it. Uh, because I said Steph point Steph, he's not a shoot first point guard. That guy. He plays he does a lot of his scoring, catch and shoot playing off the ball. And his question he's so he, his response was, So what you're saying is if he catch and shoots is not shoot first as a point guard? And I'm like, Absolutely. Because if I'm the point guard, I brought the ball up, started the offense, right? So if he catch and so shoot, if I there, catch and shoot, what happened between the time I brought the ball up and I caught and shoot? He passed. You know, so was shooting the first thing I did? Bro, you ain't a, I know. Was my first instinct to no, shoot or was my first th- instinct to run the I offense and look said, for a yeah. good shot for the team? You ain't got to tell me. You should have told dude. You look me. John Brown. I don't even need an argument to get somebody to smoke. All you got to do is, just, is, if I don't like the way you articulated your point, you're going to get the smoke. <laughs> Ask old boy who was talking about Ben Simmons that one time. <laughs> he got the he smoke. He didn't even say anything wrong. Whatever, man. I thought he said something wrong, but that's, that's beside just, the point. Just, it just rubbed you the wrong it way. It rubbed me the wrong way, <laughs> and he got all the smoke. He got all, he, and he was mad about it, too. He, I just didn't like the way he said it, and he just got all the smoke. He just he, he was over there just trying to make a, a a little rudimentary point that Ben Simmons needed to evolve, and I just didn't mm-hmm. like the way he said it. You know what it sounded like to me? And that said, was really all it was. It was a fair it, it, statement. It was a rudimentary point. Everybody was, had to evolve. Michael rudi- Jordan had to evolve. Magic had to evolve. His little Kobe had to evolve. Rudimentary point LeBron, coming out here talking. LeBron and then what it sounded to like evolve. to me, it sounded like he was saying, Brown, can you please give me all the smoke? <laughs> you realize every player in history has had to evolve. No, I understand that. I, I understand that. But my the problem that I had with him was I felt like you can't – I didn't like the way he – dismissed stats to make his point. Yes, he has to evolve. I understand. Nobody's, I, the debate wasn't whether or not Ben Simmons has to evolve. But if you're talk, but to me, if you're talking about a sample size as small as Ben Simmons was at the time and you're only talking two seasons, mm-hmm. to me, and this is, I know this is a point where you and I disagree, I feel like increased stats is evolution that is that is and that was with the point where we disagree because yes for me increased stats doesn't that means i got better at the things i was already good at it doesn't necessarily mean i evolved my game overall when i'm and i guess for me what i'm saying is i'm not presenting season two of ben simmons as his finished product and that, was, still, and that was kind of the thing I, I saw, I, what you just said. I don't think anyone saw it as his final problem. No, but, but what, I'm say, what I'm saying is, yeah, you can evolve and still need, and still need to evolve. Yeah. Like, and, that's, and, that's, and, and to me, it's like, okay, give him, credit, give him credit for where he's come from year one to year two. But, yeah, there's still improvement. That need, there, there's mm-hmm. still a need for improvement. Nobody, nobody in their the right guy, mind. But that's all the guy said was no, that there no, was still a need for more said, improvement. Know what he said? He said, Brown, can you give me all the smoke? 
That's what he said. And what did I say? But of course you can get this smoke. <laughs> yeah. It would be my pleasure to give you this smoke. Because that's oh, what man. I do. I need, I crave the smoke. Maybe that makes me ignorant. I understand. It, it, it's all good. And and, and 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 maybe that makes you a little bit more mature and more objective <laughs> than me. Because me. Oh, man. There's I, a reason I don't tell certain stories on air. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's like, look, man, I'm just saying I, I appreciate what makes you and I different. But I have a craving for the smoke. But nonetheless, this... <laughs> this Team USA, no juice. Now, I will say this. I agree with you about the flaws in the way that this team has been put together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what, I'm not, what I personally, what I'm not going to do is come down on these guys because these were the guys who wanted to play. I'm, now, not, Grant, I'm not bashing the guys. I'm not ba- saying any of these guys are bad players. Yes. What I'm saying is the total, the whole is not equal to the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. Good players individually, but when you put their talents together to try to create a team, I'm not sure it's a good fit. I'm not sure. That's what I mean. I'm not sure it's a well-constructed team. There's no one on this team I'm saying is a bad player. Mm. I just don't know that their talents fit well together. No, I understand. But I guess, and in the point that I was making earlier about just, you know, things running its course, you look at that 0-4 team and you look at who was on that team and you look at who wasn't on that team. By the time 0-4 came around, at that point, Kobe had never played international ball yet. Kobe was probably – Top-tier player in the league. But you know what did happen in 04? In 04, Mike said, nah, I'm not playing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as cool to play if Mike's not playing. Once Mike's not playing, you know you don't have the best players in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry, that wasn't 04. That was 96, Mike said that. And and from 96 on, the team got... A little bit worse. A little bit worse. A little bit worse. Mm-hmm. A little bit worse. And the rest of and the rest of the world got a little bit better. better a little, little bit, bit better, better. A little bit better. Because you look at that ninety six. Yeah, I'm thinking two thousand four. Yeah. Kobe came in in ninety six. Yeah. When Mike was well, that first Olympics, where Mike was saying, yeah, like, but, of course, the World Championships, he didn't play. But then, mm-hmm. that, but you're looking at that ninety six. But Olympics, that ninety six. That ninety six Olympic team. You're still. You're there's still. A, there's still a bunch of veterans that you could still count on. You're still talking Barkley. You're still talking Pippin. You're still talking David Robinson. You're still talking uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. But you also had Grant Hill on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was still some youth that you thought could be. You know, who at that and this is All pre right. injury. This is pre injury. Is ninety six team? Yeah. Who was the best player in the world in ninety six? 96? 1996. Who's the best player in the world? Uh, best player in the world. Still Michael Jordan. Okay. Was he on that team? No. Was there anyone close in people's minds to being Michael Jordan in the league in 1996? 96 was the year they just went 72 and 10, so the answer mm-hmm. is no. Okay. So if Mike's not going, the best aren't going anymore, right? So why is it cool to go? 
I have nothing to gain. If I go and we dominate, nobody's going to say we're the best team in the world. This is your 96 team. All right. No, no, no Michael no. Jordan. No, no Michael Jordan. But you got Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Got Penny. Mm-hmm. Pre-injury Penny. Mm-hmm. Pre-injury Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller. Yep. Shaq. Yep. Uh, Hakeem. Mm-hmm. Gary Payton. Yep. Pippen. Uh huh. Mitch Richmond. Uh huh. David Robinson. Uh huh. John Stockton. No yep. Mike. Nobody on Mike's level. Mm-hmm. But you still got some darn good players. Yeah. I mean, you. But Mike said. Mike, Mike but said Mike I'm came good. Out, but Mike said, nah, I'm going to let the other guys play. Mm-hmm. I've done enough. Mm-hmm. It's not the best team in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the best player in the world, you don't have the best team in the world. They're still scoring their team by 30 points. But in fans' minds, when you're, compa- you're comparing it not to the t- competition. You're mm-hmm. comparing it to the dream team that came before you. Mm-hmm. So in fans' minds – the players have nothing to they have nothing to gain. Mm. If they win, yeah, you're supposed to, but you're still not as good as these other guys. Mm. And if you lose, y'all suck. You stink. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in it for the players. Okay. Now, if Mike plays and you and you go up, then you can be in that conversation. Yeah, where you the greatest team? They, well, all the best players. Mm-hmm. It changes the conversation completely. Okay. But but now, once the best players start pulling out of the event, it's a look. It's a losing proposition for the rest of the star players. Mm-hmm. All the be- best that happens is we don't go embarrass ourselves. Well, I think they did more than not go embarrass. They still beat everybody by thirty points. Mm-hmm. I that mean, they was still not- dominate. And that was as close as they could come to not embarrassing themselves. I don't think you remember what the, what the stories were like in '96 because mm-hmm. the '92 team beat everybody by seventy. Mm-hmm. The '96 team beats teams by twenty and thirty. What's going on? Are we slipping? We're not as good. Mm-hmm. Do we need to be worried? These are the questions that are popping up there. Okay. Now here's now. You see now what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's now a here, losing proposition for those this, guys. This is this is interesting. Okay. Now we just talked about the '96 team. This mm-hmm. is the this is the 2000 team. Now they now this team USA '92. They were beating everybody by what like like 70 points. '96 mm-hmm. team. They're beating everybody by 30 points. This is the 2000 team. Still won a gold medal, beating everybody by 20 points. Sharif Abdul-Rahim, mm-hmm. Ray Allen, mm-hmm. Vin Baker, mm-hmm. Vince Carter, mm-hmm. KG, yep. Tim Hardaway, uh-huh. Allen Houston, okay. Jason Kidd, uh-huh. Antonio McDice, yep. and Alonzo Mourning, mm-hmm. Gary Payton again, and Steve Smith. Very good team. A lot Very of good, good players. Yeah. A few Hall of Famers on that mm-hmm. team. But so you're seeing what, you, what you, year was that? This is 2000. Who was the best player in the league at that point? 2000, probably Shaq. Was he on that team? No. Who was the best perimeter guy in the league at that point? Reggie Miller. No, no. Maybe Ray Allen. At that point, Ray Allen. Maybe, maybe Shaq's teammate Kobe. Best perimeter? Well, okay. You said perimeter, not necessarily shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no. I didn't okay. say shooter. I said yeah, perimeter no. player. Agree. Agree. He on that team? No. Where at that point, and I at, think that, at that point, it was yet to get back to being cool. Yeah. It didn't get back to being cool until Kobe said, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Once Kobe. Well, I think, well, you, I think at this point, at this point now, like, and, 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 and here's, I guess, this is where history kind of shifts things. Because. At, in 96, 
there was a chance, you know, Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway were on the cusp mm-hmm. of being the guys. Mm-hmm. You thought they could be the guys, but it was still early in their career. You thought, you know, and then Grant Hill gets hurt, Penny mm-hmm. Hardaway gets hurt, they're never the same again. Now, you give the, you look at this 2000 team and you're looking at, you know, but that's even that's one more removed from yeah. Mike saying I'm not playing and yeah. it's not even But what I'm saying cool. is by 2000 it's Shaq and Kobe. It's all about Shaq and Kobe. In the Shaq, league. Yeah, in the league. But, and they're not, they're not playing FIBA no, basketball. No, but but, um, but that's just it. I mean, that goes to your point. You're talking about it not being cool. Now you're, you're now eight years removed from the very best playing. Mm-hmm. And now the best now, it, it, you know. And that's essentially where we are now, yeah. though, the way I see it. Yeah. No, and, and like, I, yeah. Like th- this, this one you got. You know, it started with LeBron saying, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then once LeBron's done, there it, it's pretty much a parade of star players to come thereafter. Mm-hmm. And you may see this at least until the, what, 2024 Olympics, I think, maybe. At the, well, yeah, yes, at, yes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you got the World Championships this year. I think you got the Olympics, Olympics next year where I, I don't expect the stars to be ready to go back mm-hmm. fully engaged. Mm-hmm. And I think it might take – a disappointing showing yeah. into 2020 no, I, I'm, for I'm the stars to come back yes. and say, okay, now there's something for us yes. to go prove again. No, We're the I, best in the world. Let's go prove I, I'm, it. I, I'm with you on that. That's that. I, I And that's kind of like the history repeating itself because uh-huh. you're sitting here now and there's no Steph on this team. There's no – and understand, Clay, Clay is hurt. Clay's hurt. KD's KD hurt. KD is hurt. And Kawhi's not playing. There's no Kawhi. But there's no Kawhi. There's no and 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 add and There's, add to this. And Paul add, George had the injury experience mm-hmm. with Team USA, but he's not playing. He's not playing. No Russ, no mm-hmm. no Steph. Like as you mentioned, mm-hmm. the best players in the league are Aren't, sitting this one are out. Sitting this one out. You're, no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's what it will take. That's what it will take. You know them losing. You 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 look at 2004. You look at this 2014. Mm-hmm. And at this point now, it's it's. It, it's Kobe's league, and Kobe's still not playing. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Carmelo Anthony, who was young at this, who's still 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Carlos Boozer, Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson, LeBron, who was 19, mm-hmm. Richard Jefferson, Stephon Marbury, mm-hmm. Sean Marion, Lamar Odom, mm-hmm. Omar, uh, Emeka Okafor, mm-hmm. Amari Stoudemire, and Dwayne Wade. Who of those young guys was the older at twenty two? Uh huh. And who on that team would you call a pure shooter? No. <clears throat> Which exactly. is the same yeah. question I had about yeah. this year's current version yeah. of the team. You got good players, guys who are good at attacking off the dribble. Who do you think was the best shooter in the league two thousand four? You say Ray Allen? Was that still Ray Allen? Yeah, that's probably Ray. Ray Allen not on this team. No, no KG. No. No Kobe. No, no, Kobe, Shaq. no Vince. At this point, Vince Carter. Is is not 2004, on the team. Two thousand four, worst T Mac. You know, they're yeah. they're guys missing from this team. Yeah. You come in two thousand four, you come out with the best players in the league, you dominate the world again. Mm-hmm. They so, were but they so weren't to ready me, to re engage. And I, I felt like now I'm not saying you were doing this. I'm not saying you were doing this, but I feel like people because you you know, you your criticism of this FIBA team is the way it was constructed. I don't know that. That's not a criticism of the players. No, no, no. That's what I'm. It's a that's criticism my point. of the team. That, yeah, that's that is my point. You're you're criticizing the way the team was was constructed. 
That mm-hmm. you know, that's my point. Where I feel like there are people who will criticize the players, but for me, it's like these are the guys who want to be here. Yeah, these are guys who want to be here. These are guys they had to work with. Like I, used to, I understand how it happened. Yeah. I'm not blaming anyone. Yeah. Like, like oh, people, you all messed up, or like people who like if I, you want I would to blame say anyone. Like, the only people to blame are the players who didn't want to go. Yeah, people who are healthy who didn't want to play. Yeah. Like people. I, I would always look at the 2014, and I used to see people would always criticize like Iverson and Marbury. Like Iverson and Marbury wanted to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like say what say what you want about their game. Kobe didn't want to play. Iverson did. How do you criticize Iverson for wanting to play on team? You know, mm-hmm. wanting to be on the team, saying, "Hey, you know what? If you ask me, I'll do it." And Kobe Bryant saying, "You know what? I'm good." Mm-hmm. You know, and then it took and then it took them losing. And walking away with a bronze medal. Not even the silver. Not even the silver. The bronze medal. For, you know, and then then you have Kobe saying, all right, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Now you got four because years. Now, now that, you got LeBron point, four years later. At that point, there's something in it for Kobe. Yeah. Now he's he's leading the redeem team. Not just that. I'm the best player in the world, and they need me to dominate the world. In the world sports, and he gets something out of coming out there and beating teams by thirty. Because without him, they weren't good enough to win. So, image wise, it can actually help. Whereas in 2004 or 2000. It, all it could do is hurt. Yeah. At that point, like, people view 2004 as, like, rock bottom it, of, of it the was. NBA. Since, okay. since the pros came into the – Yeah. Since, since the, pro- the American pros came into Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was rock, rock bottom. That was rock bottom. And I think we're at a point where we, we're going to see that again before the best players in the league come back. I'm with you when I feel like, you know what, we're there's a good chance no gold medal this summer. No gold medal next summer in uh, 2020, and then in 2024, whoever's the best, you know, whoever's the best players in the league at that point. Because once again, we are still in. Could you see Steph Curry still being one of the best players in the league in four years? Five. Five years. 2024. You're at five years. Steph is probably past his prime, but. Mm-hmm. Because Steph is close to thirty now, so yeah. five years from now, yeah, he's past his prime. Yeah, so it's still he's, up in. He's still a high level shooter. Yeah. He, he could play off the ball, mm-hmm. catch and shoot. There might be a role ball. for him, but it, it's not. He's not, be, he's not the engine that drives yeah. the team. We're probably talking like Zion. Maybe you know, and I'm just speaking hypothetically because I feel like at this point now we don't know who it is five years from now. You know, we'll talk about that another show. Okay, all right, no, no problem. That's, look, u- that's usually easier to predict than people think. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. All right well, we, you see, you're about to get me started again, but I'm looking at the clock. Yeah, we, gotta go. we gotta go. All right, look, you tell us what you think of this show. Hit us up on Twitter. We are on Twitter, O underscore D underscore discourse, or you can hit us up at B I T W Sports. That's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All right, let us know what you think of this show. My name is Brown. That's Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Hey, I heard a, a real interesting story. I heard back then they didn't want you. That's what you heard. Yeah. But What's now, I, I heard, well, here's a, this is the question. What happened now that you're hot? See, what happened was, right, mm-hmm. they was all on me, yo. Exactly. And that's why you give them the smoke. 
That's why you, when they're all on you, that's when they you give them the smoke. That's when you're supposed to do it, my friend. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy all the sports. Enjoy those much-awaited uh, week four preseason football games. <laughs> Mike Jones is getting up to leave. And you know what? I'm going to get up and get him. I'm going to get him walk out right after it. You guys have a great weekend. We out, y'all. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The preceding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.